Welcome to my podcast, Today's Dream, Tomorrow's Reality. My name is Vicki Poole. I'm a life coach, health coach, and a hypnotist at The Enlightened Peach. This podcast is all about embracing our mosaic life. And some of you may ask, what is a mosaic life? Well, it's recognizing that all the pieces of our life, the good, the bad, the indifferent, have all come together to make us who we are. Change any one thing and we are different. With that in mind, I invite you to embrace your perceived imperfections and celebrate who you are. This podcast is unedited and raw, just like life. I am your host, and today I have a special guest with me. I will introduce in just a moment, but if you have any ahas or questions, please leave a comment or a voice message, and remember to like, subscribe, share, whatever all the little things are that you can do, please do that and help us get the word out. So now, let's get started. So this amazing guest I have with me today is Gabriel Tuggle, and um, I'll have to share the way I came to know him is that one of my friends works with him, and she knows about my podcast and different things, and she reached out to me and she said, there's this amazing man that works with me that you need to talk to. Um, so... Um, she connected us and it was like, it was a no brainer. I had to have a conversation and learn about this amazing man. He's written a book um, and he'll tell you some little bits and pieces of it, but um, I will afterwards, I will have all the links to everything about him, including his book in the description. And so let's just go ahead and get started. So tell us a little bit about your story. And I know some of this, but we purposely did not say a lot when we connected because I love not knowing everything and being able to ask questions and be surprised and shocked and whatever comes about, right? Yes, right, right. Yeah. So, well, well I'll just go ahead and ask. And since I know a little bit about your story, um, take us back to um, when you were in high school and you were very athletic and you were doing all the things. And this is where before things changed for you. So just kind of walk us a little bit through your experience of being in high school and being involved in sports. And you were in a hip hop group or something, group, right? Yes. Right? Yes. Right? Yes. Okay. Yes. yes. It's, it's very intriguing. So go ahead and tell a little bit about that. First of all, thank you for having me, Vicki. Um, My pleasure. This is such an honor. And uh, the book is mostly is a, is inspirational. It's um, to help people to get through their adversity. Well, going back to my high school days, I was a freshman entering high school. And it's rare that a freshman starts varsity. Mm-hmm. And back in the day, we had such an amazing defense, amazing team that, you know, it was kind of, you know, un- unorthodox, unheard of of a freshman coming in starting Boston. Well, they had knew about me previous, you know, in my earlier years about how athletic I was and everything. And, um, and they couldn't wait for me to get to high school. So I, I bet you couldn't either. Right. <laughs> uh, no, because that was actually, <laughs> that was actually the first well, well, middle school, actually, that was entering to some of the sanctioned football because, you know, I grew up with a single mom of four 
and she really couldn't afford to put us, you know, in sports as much as we loved it. So, but anyway, moving to high school, the coach all met, we all met um, one summer uh, doing physical. We had to take a physical and they uh, saw me, they was talking to me throughout the physical. So during summer, the varsity had practice. So my brother was a part of the varsity team and, and a guy named Corey Anderson that lived up the street from me, he was on the varsity team. So we walked to practice with him. So went, you know, worked out and everything. And next thing I know, after one practice, after one section, the head coach and the defensive coordinator looked at Corey and said, man, you keep bringing him back, you know, and everything. And then next thing I know, it just led to building my confidence even, even more. And because they wanted me to be a part of the varsity team. So kept kept going to tryouts um, and practices during the summer and everything. And um, then it led up to summer uh, summer camp. They always have went away for the summer, um, for summer camp. So that year, well, well, a few years, you know, it was at West Georgia. They went to West Georgia College. So they invited me and another freshman, Philip Benton, and so we went up there and went to West Georgia and we was like, it was like, like boot camp. I mean, it was just, <laughs> it was tough. It was hot. Intense, and all that, right? <laughs> and everything. And you know how most rookies, you know, they treat rookies like on NFL, you know, football and, you know, teams and everything. So they, they broke, they tried to break me in as a rookie. So it's the first couple of nights, they, you know, did some bad things to me, um, you know, just to try to break me in. But they just didn't know they, they best with the right rookie because <laughs> I reciprocated. <laughs> you know, I, you know I, I was like, OK, no, you're not going to mess with me. So, you know, throughout the week, I mean, we practiced hard. Um, we actually um, had a lot of fun. And throughout the camp, you know, they kept noticing my athletic ability, my, my, my talents, how good I was. I really was. So they start working me in with the first team and everything. And what position so, did you play? I don't remember. I played uh, cornerback. Okay. I played cornerback. That was my primary position my freshman year. But not only that, you had to play two positions. Well, I played three. Oh, wow. They had me working out with quarter, the cornerbacks, wide receivers, and the quarterbacks. Wow. So, I, you know, it was kind of tough, you know, three different positions, you know, my freshman year, trying to learn, you know, this uh, different playbooks. So you had to be kind of knowledgeable, you know, yeah, playing yeah. those three you That's know, quite positions. impressive. That's yeah, a lot of memory. So <laughs> it's a lot. Of, <laughs> that it is a lot of memory. So yes. Moving forward, um, I think it was at Wednesday or Thursday, you know, me and a couple of seniors, we kind of got in trouble because they was messing with me and I was messing with them. So they had about five or six of us out doing like bear crawls and wheelbarrows, you know, because we was acting out. Mm -hmm. And um, so the week we're going, we had a great week of camp and uh, we left that Friday, came back. We had our um, spring game against, uh, I think it was Fayetteville uh, High. And we, we, of course, we beat them. 
And of course. I, yeah, and I played um, some, you know, some of that game. So then school started uh, a couple of weeks after that. We had our first game. And um, the coach was kind of like, do I start him or do I sit him? You know, he was just kind of up in the air about who he wanted to start because there was a senior in front of me that had been playing. And um, so it was back and forth. So, of course, he let the senior start. And then I got my name called uh, like in the first couple of series. And I went out there and made my first my first varsity, uh, varsity hit on a, on a big old running back. I think it was playing Johnson High. It was playing Johnson High. Mm-hmm. And everybody was like the whole crowd, the whole team. When I hit him, they was like, wow, you know, oh, a star is born. <laughs> <laughs> so we went on and um, we won the game. And the following week of practice, the uh, head defensive coordinator was like, you know, there's no there's no starting positions on this team. You're going to have to fight for it. So. Each position had had, you know, each player, you know, whoever wanted to challenge him, challenge him. So I challenged the senior. And guess what? I beat him. Wow. I won the starting position. So that that right there was so incredible. You know, just being on that varsity. And our defense was studs. We had a all-pro uh, NFL, Dale Carter, playing on the opposite side as a cornerback. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was my mentor. I, I, I watched how he, how he practiced. I watched how he uh, played the game. I watched how he covered people. I watched how he just, everything about him. It was just, it was just, he was just talented. Mm-hmm. And of course, well, that's you probably know, why you did so well too. Cause one of the things they say in life and um, in business or anything, if you see somebody that's doing things that you want to do, you watch them and you figure out how they're making this work for them, especially if it's somebody you admire greatly and just kind of emulate them and you excel in the process. So that's amazing. It, it's it's amazing. So like you said, in order to be the best, you have to play the best and you have to study, you know, the best. Mm-hmm. Just like, and I, and I never, during, during weekends, all I was football. All while the other kids are, out playing, watching, you know, football. And one of the guys that I always have watched, and he's my, you know, I I, I love him, is Deion Sanders. I watched mm. him play. I watched him. I mean, he was just so dynamic at Florida State. And I wanted to be like that. Mm-hmm. So I would go out and I would, you know, practice, and I would just watch his style, and I would try to play his style, but at the same time, play my game as well. Yeah. And that And that's what I think in life, you know, like you said, in order to be good, you have to have to practice. You know, you have to it's, it's all about repetition. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did was repetition. So I um, <clears throat> excuse me. I practiced like there was no tomorrow. I worked on my game. I worked on my craft and we had a great season. We end up going to to the playoffs, but we end up losing to Southwest Cab in the state quarterfinals and that game was cold as you is he double hockey stick (laughs) it was it was cold at night and it just seemed like every game all you know that season i just got even better 
And um, next thing I know, during the summer, same thing. You know, I would start receiving letters, offers in the mail. And well, I was just like, wow, you know, offers from major, major colleges, D1 colleges, D, you know, pretty much all colleges. And then I was able to play baseball. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me back up. The basketball coach asked me to play basketball. Hmm. So they already had trials. So in the midst of it, he told me I didn't even have to worry about trying out because he heard he saw how he heard how talented I was. So I got a chance to go play basketball for freshmen. That's the only thing that I played my freshman year is freshman basketball. Everything else was varsity and junior varsity. Okay. You know, because I played JV football as well and um, JV baseball. And after JV uh, JV Baseball season's over. They moved me up to varsity. So it was just so crazy how things was unfolding at an early age that I was. Mm -hmm. And I knew I was good, but I wanted to be the best. Right. And that's why I, I practiced every summer while the kids was out, you know, like you said, playing recreation during the summer. I'm working on my game every mm -hmm. day after school. You know, we would have to finish homework. I would go out, we'd play football, touch football, you know, tackle football, you know, baseball, I mean, fastball, you know, just getting, just staying, you know, active and, and, and keeping my skill polished. So how and did you have time to get into a dance group? That's, 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 <laughs> that's, that's, that's into my senior year. Oh, okay. So, okay. I'm thinking, you know. <laughs> whoa, how did you have time for anything? <laughs> I, that, and see, that's the thing is, you know, I've always have, have, have it's, it's really like they say, eat, breathe, and slept football, mm -hmm. sports. And, you know, moving forward, fast forwarding, my uh, junior year, I was the backup quarterback. I pretty much played both ways from sophomore to my junior year. I mean, just didn't leave, didn't, didn't get a break hardly unless, you know, one or two plays maybe come off the field. And my senior year, going into my senior year, that summer, we had a summer league baseball um, team. I played baseball. I um, was one of the pitchers. I played outfield, third, second, and I pitched. And that summer, I was one of the ace pitchers. I was one of the dominant pitchers that summer. Mm. And it led into going into the senior year of me being one of the starters and one of the aces of the baseball um, pitchers. So junior year passed by, I mean, still getting letters from football, baseball, you know, pretty much some basketball and um, also, also ran track. So I was a four sports athlete. Oh my heavens. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> I was a four sports athlete. So that, yeah. you know, you know, running track. You also. had to be in the top of your physical game too, to be able to physically 
do all these things because each one of them is trying on your body in a totally different way. So you would have to, because, you know, it's like you can ride bicycles and everything, but then when you run, it's a totally different muscles. And so those will really be hard to do. So if you're doing all those different things, man, the, the physical ability, you had to have had to have the strength and each one of those and be able to perform at that level. I mean, I can see you being in them and performing greatly in one, but not in all of them. So that is just oh, amazing. Yeah, I was excelling in all of them, but I narrowed it down to two my junior year. It was <laughs> <laughs> so it your was mama probably said, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, so it was just football and baseball, but I'm a, the so- what makes it so so intriguing is the soccer coach asked me to play soccer. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, I gotta take some time to myself. I gotta get a body to break. I need some you sleep, know? man. <laughs> yes, pretty much. <laughs> but um move, you know, um fast forwarded. Um I was one of the highly top athletes, of course, in the in my county, Newton County. I was state. Record, uh, stately recognized and pretty, and on the national level of being recognized, I was getting scholarship. I mean, offers from every major college. In did the you world. have one in particular that, as they were getting all these, that you were kind of leaning toward? I wanted to stay. I wanted to be in the SEC because you know, as today's SEC is the dom- most dominant conference in football. Mm-hmm. But I had to think about my mom because she had four kids that she was, you know, trying to take care of. And I narrowed it down to some schools that, that, you know, most of the schools offered me just football scholarship and and majority and, and half of them offered me both dual scholarship. And the one, you know, cause my mom, she wanted me to stay local then cause she don't like traveling, um, like getting on a plane or whatever. And I said, okay, and but Georgia Tech was the was the one that was the number one because they had an awesome baseball program and they they just had won the national championship in 1990. Mm-hmm. They with uh, they split it with Colorado. So, but anyway, that 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 singing my senior year started. So I'm walking in the school chairs like Superman, all <laughs> you know, poked out like yeah, you know, yep, I'm, I'm, yep. I'm the shit. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm the I'm I'm the shit <laughs> <laughs> and 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 you know, just being having confidence, and that's what that's what most people in this lifetime they're lacking confidence. But if you got the confidence to that, you can do anything in the world yo the sky is the limit you know it's it's not about being arrogant because there's a difference between confidence and arrogance definitely i was more confident people thought i was arrogant but no i was humble and confident well you know the people that have no confidence think anybody with confidence is arrogant yes you know that's just the way they perceive it because they don't have any of that and so it all feels like arrogance to them Yes, I, I, I agree. I can't remember what it was that Dion said something about don't mistake his confidence for arrogance and don't allow his confidence to disturb. Um, how did he have it? 
I can't remember verbatim, but he was just saying, don't let his confidence, you know, um, make you make me look bad. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, senior year, first game, um, I actually started quarterback my senior year. Oh, wow. My senior year, they wanted me. I was a starting quarterback and I kind of wanted to, you know, help. I was I'm a team player. I help out wherever my team need me. That's one thing about in life. I am a team player. And I think most, uh, everybody needs to look at at life experience like being, you know, sports, mm -hmm. you know, uh, being a team player. Right. Because, I mean, it, it goes into all relationships, friendships and everything. Because if you're there for that friendship, that, that marriage or the relationship, you got a team player. One, you know, once one go down, hey, the other one just pick it up, you right. know, pick, you know, pick it, you know, pick the pieces back up. Um, but anyway, make a long story short, I, um, oh, started, we got time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I started, um, quarterback my senior mm -hmm. year, which I, um, was kind of like, kind of bummed out because I had worked so hard from playing both sides, for, um, cornerback and receiver and safety. I, I, you know, I'm like, wow, but, uh, helping out my team. So I started quarterback the first few games. We won one, then we lost. So about the third, third, third game into the season, they kind of like switched, you know, switched me back because our defensive secondary was getting, I mean, just hammered. Pummeled. It was getting beat. Yes. Yeah. I was playing both ways, but they wanted, you know, because I was a quarterback, they wanted me to, you know limit my defensive plays but so I was just so happy that I was back where I started where my bread and butter where my strengths were mm -hmm. and I uh, played both ways I ended up being the number one uh the number one receiver you go to target and of course I was the number one corner that didn't nobody want to throw to my side they didn't want to come to my side because I was a shut down corner, just like, you know, DM. And, you know, I, I I like to hit. I like to cover and everything. And I I um I even had I led the teams in interceptions, you know, throughout my career in high school. And not only that, um, even in baseball, I even um, broke the stolen base um, record. So I oh. held that. The stolen base record until I think maybe five or six years ago. Oh wow! Yeah, so pretty cool. Oh, it, it was it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. And so, you know, going you know back and forth to practice, working out, you know, uh, working on my game. So we moved to this uh, neighborhood called Settlers Grove in uh, Covington, Georgia, and you know some of the guys uh, in the neighborhood, you know, they was you know dancing and everything and so they came up to me and say man you know you um man you 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 need to take a break man you know you need to have some fun I mean I'm having fun I mean I'm pretty much all county and state recognized and pretty much on a national level being recognized uh, so I'm having some fun so I said you know what I said right. I'll go I'll join it and end up joining it so we would practice go and compete in talent shows. We would win some trophies, you know, out dance, 
um, some of the, you know, some of the other uh, dance groups that was there. Mm -hmm. I mean, we went from Atlanta, we went to Jasper, we went to Jackson, we went to Monticello, we went to Athens. I think we went to, went up to Alabama, Tennessee, you know, performing. And um, I so never did forget. you fall in love with that in the same way you did football? No. So it was just one of the little distraction things, maybe? Yeah, it was more, it, it was more of, 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 of recreational, of okay, getting, like mindless you know, fun kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, keeping my mind at ease, but also I know I had a, I had a, had a, had a vision, I had a goal and I had a dream. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing, you know, once, you know, I had said, I want to free my mom. And that's what I was focused on before Deion Sanders speech, before he went in the hall of fame, when I suited up, I saw the labor of my mom, our mom. And that's what my vision and my goal was to be a professional athlete, football or baseball. And so I never forget this day. I, it's like, it's like going down in the record books that um, you remember, you know, everything. February 10th, 1991, I was at a neighbor's house and we was talking and everything. And I said, you know what? I'm going to walk up the street. Walked up the street and uh, to one of the dancers' house, what a local hangouts where we practice at or whatever. But anyway, I went in there, heard all the commotion, proceeded, went in the back room. Just when you say commotion, does that mean they were all dancing? Well, no, just having fun, just cracking okay. jokes. Okay. Just cracking jokes. I gotcha. And um I, you know, engaged in the activities and um I said something that was funny to one of the guys that was standing at the dresser. Um and the whole room just bust out laughing. And next thing I know, all I heard was he, you know, opened the drawer and pulled out the, you know, pulled out the gun and, and said, what you say, mother MF? And those was the last words I heard. I would, he shot me in the head with a 44 caliber point blank. I, 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 I think I need to, I was shot in the head with a mm. 44 caliber point blank range. Yeah. Those was the last words I heard until I woke up in ICU seeing five or six, ten, ten TVs on the wall because I was so sedated. Did you remember what happened at that time when you woke up? No, I didn't. I, I didn't remember anything. Um, and and. I had to really close one eye just to see the TV, but I was, I was in no man's lands. I had no where, no clue where I was. And that's, you know, in life, that's what some of, when adversity come about, when, when difficult times come up, we are in an unfamiliar territory. We are in an unfamiliar space to where we like, okay, what, what, what's going on? You know, we hit the panic button, mm -hmm. you know, um, and I just was like, okay, 
where am I? And my, my, my mom and the doctor, you know, came in and um, I'm going I'm to I'm go back. How long bit. had you been? Were you in a coma or anything? How long had you been in the hospital before you woke up? Uh, it was, I think it was three days because it happened okay. Sunday. Wednesday is when I was, um, when I was, when I would like open my eyes. Okay. Um, and the doctors, I just found this out maybe a few years ago that they didn't, you know, they told my mom and my brother-in-law that they didn't think I was going to make it during the surgery. I was in, I was in surgery for hours. To remove the bullet? Remove the bullet. Okay. Yes. And they, they, they didn't think that I was going to make it. But only thing I can say, but that powerful, most powerful three-letter word by God. Those, I mean, while he stepped out of not uncertainty, certainly, God stepped in and said, no, I need him. And sometimes in life, if we think about it, you know, we can be the most talented, most athletic, most, you know, driven, hardworking, whether it's for doctors, lawyer, you know, being um, good at whatever, you know, best, you know, basketball player, I mean, baseball player, soccer player, you know, all the sports and even, even just anything in life. It can happen, something, things can happen. Mm-hmm. Your dreams can get can get interrupted, right. just like my dreams of being a professional football and a baseball player. It got interrupted. So there's no dis- discrimination when it comes to you know your dreams right. or your goals, mm-hmm. because that's just like he's using me for something. It's way more in way more important in life because if I had made it to the NFL or baseball, I would have never gotten the opportunity to meet some of the, some of the most in, amazing people in my life. And I would not be on this podcast because of that, because he's using me to, it, you know, me and my story, for his glory to inspire, to be inspirational to someone that's out there because I was in one of the darkest places of my life. And in life, we, some of, a lot of humans, a lot of people, they go in those dark places mm-hmm. and they don't know how to come out. Right. They go in there, they go into depression. They don't think they can make it. They don't think that life, you know, they just stop living especially the ones, especially the athletes that don't make it to the next level, whether it's college or, or pro or, or make it to the next exam to be, be the next best lawyer or the next best surgeon or, um, you know, anything pertaining, pertaining to going to the next level. They, they just stop living. Right. And as I used all the athletic ability, the, the hard work, the determination, the dedication, the consistency 
um, the raw, the, the gift that I had to become one of the best at sports, I had to transform and retrain my mind. Just, just like the good book said, you have to transform and renew your mind daily. I had to recreate, I had to reinvent myself mm-hmm. to where so I am today. Let me today. ask you a question. So where did he shoot you? He shot, he shot me on the, on the left side where my speech was. Okay. I could not walk. I could not talk and I couldn't feed myself for months. Okay. That's how incredible and how I'm such, I'm living a miraculous life. Right. Because there are, there are 20,000 um, people that are shot in the, in the, in the United States and from guns in the head um, that there's only like mm, 5% that survive. 3% go on and live uh, an okay life. They still have something, something, you know, wrong, whether it's speech or, or, or they can't, you know, walk, walk or talk or, you know, something, something wrong. I am in that point percent. I have all my functionality that I just, I'm a normal, I'm more than normal. I'm no, I'm no, I'm more than a normal person. I am a miraculous man that's living my life after being shot point blank with a 44. That 44 could have took my whole side of my head off. Yeah, yeah. But that that's just like <clears throat> we are redirected in life. So he redirected that bullet to where I'm able to sit here and tell my story and, and and hear the voice of someone that has gone through dramatic, I mean, a dramatic, a terrifying tragic. And it's mind boggling. I, I imagine your mother was, um, I, I, I mean, I cannot even imagine the horror that she was going through and your siblings too, with you having been put in this position. The most Difficult time of the entire, uh, other than um, getting back, but the most difficult time in the dark places I was in that I didn't recognize my family. Oh my gosh. That was the most hurting. And it was so hurting for my, to my mom, my siblings, my family. I didn't recognize them. And I thank God because. I am so love my family because they were so supportive. Um, they was there through thick and thin. Uh, my mom, she almost lost her job um, because she was there by my side. And I would never, never, I mean, I would be forever in debt, of course, for God, but for my mom, I won't ever be in debt with her. But I understand that life is so amazing when you can overcome um, a, a, a this terrifying um, near-death experience. Mm-hmm. And sometimes in life, we have to reset and 
start over. I had to, I had to start over. I didn't, you know, I, I didn't have a plan B or a plan. Yeah. Yeah. You know, cause I, a, I, a lot of people in your position from what I've understood um, that are stars in football, baseball, whatever it is in high school and everything is, they're getting all these college things. And it's like the whole focus becomes, you know, this is, this is who I am. This is what I'm going to do. And you take that away and that just strips all of your identity away because that was being this physical, um, I don't even know what you, uh, anomaly of doing all these things and being so good at all of them. That's your identity. And then you, you strip that away and that's got to be pretty, um, humbling for one thing. And, um, got to be scary to be put in that place to now all these dreams I've had, all these things I was going to do. I was going to do this for my mom. I was going to do this and I was going to do this and I could see where it was going, but now I don't know. I mean, that's got to take you to your knees. Oh, absolutely. You know, I was, like I said, I was in unfamiliar territory. I was in uncertain, but uncertainty, but I can, I am, can attest to this, that I was, I'm never, God did not put a quitting spirit in me. So just, it's like, you know, I had to transform. I had to re, re, renew my mind to, to, to get that authentic, my natural spiritual gifts. I had to initiate my faith like never before. Mm-hmm. I can see that. You know, because sometimes in life, we, we, we be in these uncertain, uh, certain situations that we, we, like I said, we go into a depression, we go into, you know, um, giving up. And it's, it's, that's not what it's about because I could have given up on life. I could have given up on, on, on just anything. I could have been a bomb. And not only that, I could have been a vegetable. Mm-hmm. I could have been in a wheelchair. Yeah, determination and desire to to do something is paramount, even for people that are on um, in a place where they could possibly just perish. If they have this strong, strong desire to live, they'll pull through and everybody's like, wow, I didn't believe that was happening. So it's not only your um, it, God, because God is there, but it's also how strong your will is to live and persevere. And that's what, that's what it is. It's the will. It's his will. And, and, and it's his, it's his life. I am his temple and he's using me as a vessel to be mighty and powerful to let people know that he is real. And whether non-believers and believers, you know, I am living a miraculous life. God is using me mighty and powerful to inspire, to be impactful in a good way, to let people know no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're dealing with, you're not defeated. Mm -hmm. You still have life. And I have your back. You and God, you're in God. God has you in his hands. He has you in his hands. 
And, you know, um, you know, Martin Luther King, you know, once said, you know, longevity is is uh, is all right. And it's in, 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 it's in its place. But but living a long life means much more to live a life filled with purpose. I am living my purpose in people. If you're listening, I, I, I know people always have, a you know, um, some difficulty understanding what is their purpose. But once, you know, you're, whether you're serving, you know, we was created to serve. We was created to worship. Um, you know, we was created for way much more than what we can even imagine. Mm-hmm. And it's just reaching down and, and, and initiating that, that, that potential that you have. That's the key. Because we all was born and created with a specific person purpose. A, we was designed to do a specific, you know, be do something specific. Pacific. Mm-hmm. Um, well, well, you know, um, the thing that you know on my podcast, I've had a lot of people that have amazing stories, and it is it is just one of the things I've fallen in love with with the podcast, um, and that's why I wanted you on here too, um, but. The the thing is that is um, prevalent in every one of them is that they have this life that they love. You know, some of them don't love their lives; they're put into a place, but um, they're they're in a in a place. And because of some catastrophe, like you're getting shot, um, it all of a sudden puts them in a place that that's when they find their purpose because it's like it took the distraction away and it put them it's all to me it's almost like you're going down the road you think everything's great and suddenly you got a detour and you go over here and that's where the gold is and if you if the detour hadn't been there and you'd have kept going it would have been good life you know it could have been a fun life but would it have been so amazing Maybe not, but it's like, you know, and we can't see that because it's like when you look, um, if you're above something and you can look down, you can see where the road goes and the the nuances of different things. And you can read, you know, that's going to be amazing. Let's go this way. But when you're in it, you can't see it. And so I have really been so drawn to so many stories that it's like the human spirit is just amazing. And anytime I can connect with someone who has that kind of life, it's just mind blowing to me. And I love, 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 you know, even though we're not sitting in the same room, I can feel your energy, you know, I can feel that. And I love that about connecting with people like you that have these stories and um, can share and, you know, help other people to see that, you know, even though you may think things are going great now, if you can finally, you know, maybe explore a little bit, don't let some catastrophe be the thing that puts you over here, you know, and to learn to look at their lives and maybe search within, search with God, search for what is their purpose, get quiet inside and, and discover it without a catastrophe having to throw them there. But, you know, 
it is what it is. Like I say in my, in my intro, you know, we have a mosaic life. It's all these things that happen in our life that make us who we are. And you change one thing, you know, even changing who the doctor was for you could have been very, very different outcome. You know, it's one thing. It's like, it's all a symphony of things that are happening. And so you can't take one of the instruments away because the symphony will sound different. So it's like, that's the way it feels to me that life is just like, everything's just flowing and coming together. Yeah, and 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 life, and, and I'm pretty sure most, of, a lot of the listeners on here, they remember the movie Forrest Gump. Yes. And like the old lady asked him what was in the box. And he said, a box of chocolates. It's like life. You never know what to expect or what you're going to get. Yeah. You know, I never in in a in 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 my 51 years never thought that I would be a successful author. Mm -hmm. I never thought that I would get shot in the head with a 44 caliber point blank and lose all my football scholarships and baseballs, the you know, the, the dual scholarship. I was the next multiple sports athlete in the 90s to, to have to either play both football and baseball. Yeah. I was the next Deion Bo Jackson. And I just in reality, you were the next Gabriel Tuttle, right? Bam. <laughs> The next Gabriel Tuttle. <laughs> I like that. Yes, I was yeah. the next greatest. I was the next best. You know, <laughs> um, multiple sports athlete. Um, yeah. Um, back in the nineties. Um, but you know, I'm I'm here for a reason. And 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 think about it though. Uh, uh, it's making the impossible become possible. I have made the impossible be possible. No one, I don't think an average human would be able, would have sustained or overcame what I've come, what I've gone through. And not only that, in 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 reality of 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 of, of my son passing in 2013. So I'm scarred twice. So oh I didn't know about that. Yes, it's 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 in it's how in old the book. was he? He was 24. Okay. He was 24 when he passed. And you know So are you telling me to get the story? I gotta read the book. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. Get the book. People okay. get the book. Get the book. It's on Amazon, <laughs> it's on it's in Barnes and Nobles. It's you also can go oh, to my your website. light went off. Oh, there it goes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you can also get it on my website. Alive, the number four greatness. Um, I, I, I let's 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 shock the world and make this book be one of the best selling stories that can reach a lot of people because I feel my my story, my book, it's a blueprint, it's a roadmap to overcoming adversity, difficult times. And, and if I'm, if I'm remembering right, I've, th I've got a note here. Strong, stronger than a speeding bullet. Yes. Is that it's the name it's of stronger it? than a speeding bullet. Yes. Okay. Stronger than a speeding right. bullet. That's so everybody, before he even goes any further, 
just make sure that you go buy the book and I'm going to have a link in the description and then share this with other people, tell people so that this word can get out because this is, you know, it's um, very important for, you know, society to just know that, you know, no matter what happens. And like I said, I've got other people that have stories, they've written books and, but they're all different. And so this has a totally different story to tell. So to me, uh, and I could be wrong, this is just my personal opinion, the people that really, really, really need to read this more than anybody, I would think, is high school kids, college kids, people that are relying on this is exactly what's going to happen so that they can understand that it can be stripped away at any time. So if you're you're doing all this for this one purpose, think bigger, think broader, you know, get get it get your life to where it's not just about things. Um, you know, and I know everybody would benefit, but to me when you're telling your story that's like the the young people, the the high school, college, you know, people that are in that same space where you were would probably just be blown away with the reality and how you overcame it. I mean, I, I'm just, you know, so definitely, yeah, you know, make sure you share it out, but go ahead and go back. I'm sorry. I, I took your, oh, no, I no, took no, your no. spot you find, away you, there. No, no, you, 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 you know, you, you, you hit it on the uh, head because you know, a lot of people, a lot of athletes out there, they think they're intangible. They don't yeah. think nothing can happen to them. Well, you're looking at um, pretty much, like I said, all county, all state, state recognized, not, you know, national, only national level, and I had raw talent. And I never, just because I had raw talent, I never thought that I was, you know, that was it. I always put that extra work in. And they're just like, I'm putting in the extra work in, in becoming one of the best, one of the best speakers that's out there. And that's why I'm putting this effort in making, making sure my book be one of the best sellers, you know, one of the, you know, top 10, top five sellers, if not the number one, you know, book that's out there because it can help a lot of people. It can help a lot of people because to overcome what I have went through, it's amazing. It's nothing but God. And, you know, um, it's a beautiful feeling, you know, being able to be on this platform for for people to hear my story. And this is not the this is not the last. This is the of, 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 of many that you will be seeing and hearing about me. Eyes haven't seen, ears haven't heard. This is not the last that you've heard about Gabriel Togo because you're going to see me traveling all over the world, sharing my story and on book tours and all that. And there has been some entertainment about making my book a film. Ah, I can see it. I can see you standing on a stage talking to you know, thousands of people too, you know, um, it's, uh, it, it's definitely, I can, I can say that, um, the possibilities are just, it's, it's not the sky's the limit. I mean, I don't really see a limit there at all, <laughs> you know, 
Yeah, it's 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 um it's 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 on the move and it's moving fast. Yeah. Um that's why I, I'm so thankful that you have had you had me on this on your podcast. It's an honor and I just want to thank God and give him the highest praise because if it weren't for him, I would not be here and my mom. And um to all you, like I said, all you listening, buy the book, get the book. You know, it it's going to help you. It's going. It's just an amazing, incredible story. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's so on Amazon, uh, Barnes and Nobles, and you can go to my website. Alive, the number four greatness. And if you need to need me to come and speak, you know, conferences or anything like that, you can reach out. Um, to me on um, my website and um, I would love to come and share my story and um, be a blessing, be a beacon of light, which that's what I am. I'm a beacon of light. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much again for being here and sharing the story. And I'm so glad that I didn't ask too many questions when we first talked so I could really be <laughs> get into <laughs> it and enjoy it because yeah. Um, that was amazing. I, I, I loved talking to you and, and maybe I'll have you on again sometime in the future, but I, I know this is going to be, um, amazing story even past this book, you know, what's happening. So I hope you are journaling and logging all the things that are happening for you because, <laughs> because you're going to need that for the next book. I'm just telling you. Yes. And that's, yes. yep. Yes. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yes. Yep. That will be a next book. <laughs> all right. Well, fabulous. So um, again, thank all of my, um, my listeners, my, the people who are watching and um, definitely look in the, um, in the description and I'll have all the links to get um, the books, um, any of his social media contacts and his website so that you can uh, book him for a call or, what were you going to say? No, I was going to say my IG is G T, the number four greatness. And also it's alive, the number four greatness. But I'll, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll you, 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 yeah, I'll, I'll put all the links so can, in there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, um, but um, thank, I want to thank everybody for being here and listening. And definitely, like I said before, um, like, share, comment, do all the things. And I will be putting this on YouTube as well. So um, all you YouTube people, make sure that you do all the, the youtube things and um, so that we can get the word out. And um, I feel ultra blessed to have shared this um, time with you. And I, I hope everybody feels the energy and the inspiration um, from this conversation. So thank everybody so much and I will see you soon.